you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Going to the hurry of offense. Snap to Rogers, waits, looking. Now moves to his right, racing to his right. Rodgers throws late over the middle of the end zone. Touchdown, Randall Cobb! Oh, my goodness! What a throw by Aaron Rodgers! Ran out of the shotgun, fires it over the middle, intercepted by Berry! He's at the 25! Eric Berry from Atlanta at the 15, the elevated 10! Five! Touchdown! Kansas City! Matthew leans in, he's got it, back to pass, pressure comes, sets, goes right side, got a man wide open, it's Golden, inside the 35, Golden cut left at the 30, it's a foot race, 20, Golden 10, Golden 5, Golden to the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions, added up, 66 yards! Hi and hello football fans, welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by McDonald's all day breakfast, go get you some morning, noon or night, it's a good choice and it'll fill your belly up real nice like, hey, in Studio 66 in a matter of moments, Joe Buck, mm. play by play man extraordinaire of course for Fox and the author of uh, of a brand new book, we're going to dig in on that in a little bit, look forward to talking with him, maybe he can give one of our uh, guys here in Studio 66 some critiques on uh, on working his play by play booth, Maurice Jones Drew, of course, the radio voice of the Rams is here, and uh, also our main man from uh, from Total Access. You see him on now, being a big star there, number two four from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. Let's jump into it. The hurry up, fellas. We'll say proper hellos in a second here. The more impactful injury on the respective teams, and of course, the Super Bowl chase. To me, the two favorites a month ago, clear cut were the Patriots and the Seahawks. Now, though, no Rob Gronkowski in New England, no Earl Thomas in Seattle. Maurice, I'll start with you. Which injury is more devastating? I'm going to go with Earl Thomas. Um, Seattle wins because of their defense. And so when you don't have a guy that can run sideline to sideline, hash to hash, and cover those seams in that cover three, uh, you know, it, it just doesn't work. If you if you remember watching the Patriots versus Seahawks game, who, who made that big hit on Gronkowski? 
Who was there to help uh, help Cam Chancellor, who was beaten? It was Earl Thomas because he has the speed. When you don't have a guy back there that can do what Earl can do, it that whole cover three is just going to be you know out the way. So you want to talk about a Jenga piece on a defense? Mm-hmm. That's Earl Thomas. Yeah, the Jenga theory, as I always say, is uh, in the 21st century, of course, you're going to lose some pieces like a Jenga tower from your team as the season goes on. But if you remove the wrong piece, the whole thing can implode. I always say Rob Gronkowski, you take him away, that Patriots team is going to suffer. I think they're in some legitimate trouble. Ike Taylor, how say you? I disagree. I got to go with <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I got to go with Earl Thomas. I mean, they, they've – and Dave, I mean, the Patriots, they've still won games without Grunk. Now, points-wise, and you're going to look at the yards and all the statistics, but they still know how to win games. Earl Thomas is a traffic control guy. He reminds me of Orion, Orion Clark who sat back there, made sure everybody was lined up right. He's your quarterback on defense. He calls the call. He sees the formation. He lines everybody up. So when you got a guy who played 108 games and only missed one and playing 107, he's very durable. So everybody's looking in the back to checking to see what Earl is talking about. Everybody's waiting on Earl. Earl is relaying the message to Wagner. Now the Rose might have to chain. Wagner might have to make the calls now. But when you lose a guy like Earl Thomas, he we talk about Cam Chancellor being an enforcer. We talk about the shutdown corner mm-hmm. on, on Sherman. We rarely talk about Earl Thomas. I think from this point on, we will see how important Earl Thomas is to that defense. Earl, it's inter- wait. I was going to say real quick, you said something, that, that call, that different voice that you hear, it's completely different. When you change a quarterback and they, this, the cadence is different, guys jump off sides. That call that Earl may make two seconds faster than the guy behind him, that could be a touchdown or not. And so that's the difference. That's the big issue there. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. And you remember early in 2015, remember when the Legion of Boom was arguing amongst themselves and they were po- literally pointing fingers when Cam Newton threw the game-winning touchdown pass to Greg Olson? This is in 2015, of course, not uh, this week's Sunday night football game. And, yeah, you remove Earl Thomas. I see that. But don't you think the uh, – actually, Ike, that's a good point, that Earl Thomas is a constant back there, whereas Gronkowski is a very – it seems week to week for the Patriots whether he's going to be out there but don't you think that the you mentioned Wagner and Chancellor and the Michael Bennett and Cliff those guys have all been there at least that's got to be you, something you, right you let your linebackers play see your linebackers got a short a short a short tunnel they can only see so much you got a guy in the back man he can see he can scan the whole field hmm. he can even see the substitutions coming from the sideline so he can already decipher having his mind, hey, man, this is ace formation. Ace meaning two tight ends, two receivers, and a running back. So he can see that. So he can already – he can predetermine what the what the D.C. is going to say anyway. So he's going on giving the heads up to Wagner. Wagner might not see what's going on on the other sideline. He might can't detect that. But when you have a guy back there who's been playing for so long and gets everybody right on that backfield, don't, don't forget. If, all you got to do is look at the salaries. He got the high salary hmm. back there. And it's a reason why that young man got a high salary back there. That's how important that free safety is, man. It's the total quarterback. And when you lose a guy like a Earl Thomas, yeah, we talk about, oh, you can just feel. No, you can't just feel that free safety. Same thing as a quarterback. You just can't feel a second-string quarterback in. That's, that's not how it works. Earl Thomas, like you say, is the Jenga piece, but the most important piece to that Legion of Boom. 
fascinating. And, you know, I do think it's fair to assume that Tom Brady, Josh McDaniels, <clears throat> Bill Belichick can cook up a different uh, a different path to the Super Bowl. I do think they were predicated on having those two tight ends, it, tight ends in there like we talked about way back in August, and uh, this is going to hurt well, they got, the they way have they another, wanted they to have go a, at it. They want him getting Bennett. Yeah. Who, who, who's not Gronk, but he's very athletic. But now their running backs are getting healthy now. Oh, my God. So now you got a scat back in Lewis, and Blunt is probably having his best career of himself mm-hmm. um, with the rushing yards and touchdowns. That's going to be the ultimate mismatch. They don't mind letting these running backs go one-on-one with these linebackers, and we will see that a lot in the playoffs. They put out James White and Deion Lewis multiple times in the game. Now, who are you going to cover? And then to watching Deion Lewis cut, he's back. There, there is, there is. There, I'm, I'm watching that firsthand. Like, oh my goodness! Oh, they got, they have some weapons now. And like, granted, Gronk, uh, Gronk is a, a a better run blocker. Than I think people give him. But Bennett is just, he's a receiver. He can't make the run after the catch, but he'll go up and get it. Right. I just think again, like they still have pieces there that can make plays. Yeah, they they still pieces. have guys that can go. They got pieces. Earl Thomas, after the injury during the game, tweets out. I'm thinking about everything, including retirement. Did you ever, in a game, think to yourself, "Well, the, I didn't like the way I just got hit there. I'm thinking of retiring." <laughs> and then, and then Richard Sherman said, "Well, you everybody thinks about retiring just about every game. Is that true?" No, no you get you when you have a certain injury, you, your mind because injuries, it's, it's mental. It's all mental. Trying to get over it. Injuries are lonely. When you get injured and have surgery, and I could, t- I mean, you could mm-hmm. test this. It's lonely. There ain't nobody there to help you. It's just you in that thing. You, you, maybe your kids may come by and say hello, but you, you're not the you same still person. Go through you, it. you still got to go not through that whole you. process. Not, no Jaguars are like, well, he's our franchise, Maurice. We got. I broke my stick. foot. I was by myself. <laughs> I mean, this is what it was. I, I just, and I knew that going in because that's how I was taught in high school. Like when you get hurt, you're to the wayside. Bro. You, we, when you come back, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with you then. But once you get hurt, you're by yourself. It's lonely. And and Earl's an emotional player, very emotional. I mean, you see him yelling and hopping up and jumping and talking. So when he's down, he's down bad. It's not like he, he he's he's a roller coaster. He's up here high, playing, and then he'll go all the way down. And so, it's kind of how it goes. Now, the big story from this game of uh, last Sunday night was Cam Newton, the reigning MVP of the NFL, didn't wear a tie, so his coach sat him down. What do you make of that, Ike Taylor? I said it's bigger than this. It's got to be, right? It, uh, There's got to be some sort. Because Cam Newton ate this way too easily. So, he didn't He didn't argue about it or anything. So, obviously, he's he's sticking up for Cam. Mm-hmm. For, for, for something he's did. Because Cam rarely wears a tie. Cam might wear a bow tie. But from everything else, man, we can't wait to Cam get on the podium to see his dress code. Oh, can't to wait. See, to see what he's doing. And I know just from looking at Cam from the past two years, he don't wear ties away or home games. So I'm like, either coach, either you done pissed off coach or he's really taking up for you. I just don't agree with just sitting him. That's what I don't agree with. Like, we're grown, man. You don't sit me. You find me. You find me. You can find me whatever you want to find me, and I'm going to be cool with that. But you can't sit me down. There's no, there's no point in you sitting me down. I'm like, the face of the franchise, and, and coach. You, see, you don't sit me down. And you see down. what happened when it's, they sat him down. They got to pick real it's, quick. It's bigger than that, though. I think, I think, first of all, I'm an adult. right? This isn't college. It's not high school. We're coworkers in this thing. We all have a job to do. Now, if I don't do things right and you're my manager, you find me. Right, the head coach, that's what you are. You're a general manager of the team. You got to make sure everybody's going the right direction. You find me contract detrimental, take my whole check. But I have to be on that field to help you win because that's all that matters at the end of the day. When you try to run it like a college, that's when you start to lose your team. Find them. 
But I don't know. Maybe this would be rash. But if I were Cam Newton, I'm you know there is with a couple of possible exceptions, he is the face of the NFL. He's certainly the face of the Carolina Panthers. I I would legitimately have to consider saying to ownership, all right, you want me or do you want Ron Rivera? Because I'm not putting up with that. I, I'm gonna tell you why he won't do that because he, he like you said, he ate it. Well, he so must he have did. Done he something. did something. Some I know. Habit. I don't think like, it's about a tie. I've been on. I've habit. been on a team where we had a guy. We were. We traveled. We left early from the East Coast to the West Coast, and he literally didn't come to his room. Like two days in a row, he just stayed somewhere else. <laughs> and the coach was like, "I I can't have this man. Like, well, what are you doing?" And the player was, you know. And I talked to the player. I'm like, I get it, but you. I know what you're doing, but I need you in this room because I need you on Sunday. And now was there a receiver? He was. I know you talk. I know you know. I'll talk about. Yeah. yeah. He's a, he's an animal. Yeah. He's an animal. He was out of control. Yeah, and an and it you know part of what happens is when 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 <laughs> when that thing you have to lay the law down because you don't you know so what Coach Del Rio did he was like look contra detrimental and you know I'm taking your whole game check but then he didn't play him and then we end up losing bad and part of it was because he didn't play and I'm like coach you can't don't hurt us for what he did hurt his pockets, T- hurt his pockets and then let us keep going. Mm-mm. No, I'm writing down names. Let me see. So. Let me see the name, and I'll, I'll tell you. No, 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 no. Was this guy a first round draft pick? Nope. No. Right. No. I don't want to ruin anything. That's when Maurice <laughs> just he doesn't he allows us to peek ever so slightly behind you, the curtain. That's not about this. Get you a little glimpse. Yeah, yeah we don't leg. need to know the name. Show it's, a, it's a good anecdote. He That's shows your leg. By the way, I, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Make sure you watch the NFL Pick'em Show on Saturday. You get three chances to do it on NFL Network. And I suggested there, and I'm going to suggest it again now. If Cam Newton wants to uh, show up, Ron Rivera, he should wear, because Phil Rivers is paying him a visit in Carolina, so he should wear not just a tie but a bolo tie. That would be a, <laughs> a fun message there. All right. Any issues, Ike? I'm going to turn to you with this one. In Heinz Field, are perhaps the two best wide receivers. I guess uh, I'll do respect to Dez and to Julio Jones and the rest. But Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown, um, best of chums apparently. Mm-hmm. We we see video or whatever on social media of them hanging out at AB's place the night before the game. Then on the field before they're embracing, before the game. Then during the game, A.B. makes a great catch. And Odell Beckham smiling and laughing. Then after the game, the jersey swap. What do you think about all this? Like, where where do you draw the line if you do draw one? I mean, at the same position, you you, you don't have to draw the line. Mm-mm. If he's going against a corner, then I'm going to go ahead and put this line in the dirt. And if you cross it, it's a wrap. But between Antonio Brown and OBJ, man, them guys just they, – they're very competitive. Mm-hmm. They work super hard. They're superstars in the NFL. They can't go nowhere without somebody knowing who they are. And when you have a friendship like that and you got one goal, and what's the one goal? That's being the best receiver in the NFL. Both of, the, both of those guys are the best receiver on their team, let alone one of the best receivers in the NFL. So you can have that kind of friendship because it's the same position. But it's, first of all, the fans. Let me just say, first of all, from mm-hmm. fans, we don't like it. It's weird. We're, we're no, 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 no. What you, what it you, does what matter. You, you can't say you like. it doesn't matter. It does no, no, matter, no, no. What Maurice. You, what, you, what you like is that OBJ Josh Norman matchup. That's, that's, from a fan perspective, that's what you like. Well, I'm sorry. That's what you love. So it's cool for you to love that and dislike this. If I'm a player and I'm still playing. Oh, he disliked that? Because I'm cool. If I'm cool with Revis, why are you mad? Because I'm cool with Revis. 
Now, if Antonio Brown ain't cool with Revis, now they're going to give us do something to talk about. Do it on your own about. time. Don't do I, it on the football but, field. This is where you're – you say you can't go anywhere in your private life, but it's because of the deeds uh, in, in your public life, which is – between the white lines, just at, do that. At, do at that same, on your own. Time. Don't do it position. out there on the field. That's at the all. same I, position. I'll, I'll say this: this offseason, Antonio Brown was out here training, right in L.A. Well, guess who came out and trained with him? Odell Beckham flew out for a couple weeks, and he trained with him. Those guys have a they have a they have a relationship. I have the same relationship with Matt Forte, and and I remember Jaguar fans that got upset we had lost to Chicago, and after the game, I w- literally went and grabbed my son. And was like, do you remember? You look at Uncle Matt, and we're smiling and talking. He's hugging my son, and people are like, "Why are you guys?" It, it's it's listen for those four hours. I don't like him, and that's fine. But once the game is over, we go on vacations together. We hang out. My kids know his kids. That's what it comes down to. Regardless of what it was, they hang out. I go. I mean, you've gone to dinner with people before the game. I mean, that's what you do. Like if you have a homeboy or somebody you went to college with or whatever it may be, you go out. I mean, I remember Kansas City. I had a coach take me out to dinner in Kansas City. Came and picked me up, a coach. Yeah, I know you. From the other team. Yeah, your guy. Came and got me. Saying we just had, we just had Mr. Joe Buck, or Mr. Joe Buck is coming. That's just like when Mr. Joe Buck come, man. We just act a certain way. So you can't tell me that as an analyst and a broadcaster. And we we in the same playing field. So you mean to tell me what you're gonna tell Mr. Joe Buck? Because you're because we fans are watching you guys run into each other, and we presume that Not you don't two, like each them other. Them two aren't running right. into each yeah. other. They're the same position. That's what I said. They're the same position, and, so and, they're allowed. And they're the exact same person. That's the crazy part about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, one one is a little different, you know, but they still both those guys that they celebrate the same, they dance, they always smile, and they're always having a good time. They're both explosive, and they've changed the game of receiver. Like nobody's business. I agree. And I would be a lot uh, – I'd be, honestly, a lot more raw about this whole thing if the Giants would have beaten the Steelers, but at least the Steelers won. I'll tell you this. If it was Sean Davis and Odell Beckham doing that, then I'd be pissed off. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that, yeah, yeah, is yeah. That, So it's the position that uh, yeah, where you draw corners, the line. That's the answer, I guess. The, the only guy I was cool with was Steve Smith Sr. That was the only guy I was cool with. And I go Did with – Did you do with, the jersey with, swap? What, no. Nah. No, nope. exactly. No, we'll, we'll give a shout out. We'll give a shout out. I'll go dap him up, see what he's doing for the game. Oh, but he's... once, but once that whistle blow, I turn into somebody totally different. He turned into somebody totally different, and it's like, dang, I just saw them dudes dab each other off. Why are they trying to take their hands off each other? We play. I play T.J. Ward. That's my family. That's my man's. Got his jersey and everything out in the off season. But when we played each other, I was trying to hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> flat out, because I'm not gonna let you go back home and tell people how you got me. That's not what's gonna, gonna have happen. That one up. No, no, no. And and every time he might, I think he made it got me. He might have got me one time, and I wasn't looking. He kind of caught me, and I jumped me out of bounds a little bit. I said, "That's your one," <laughs> and, you, and you missed it. That was your one chance. Now when I see, I'm looking you, for you. Every time I get the ball, I'm going for you. Don't. <laughs> I don't care about anybody else. I don't Come see any. You. I'm right for you. And, and that's somebody that I played. I played with high school, Pop Warner. All the way up to the league with, and you're right. Like during the tape, I don't care who you are. I'm about to. I love you, and that's why I have to do this to you. <laughs> I don't want to do hurts. this. I have to do. Love this. is hard, and I love hard. Start the show. All 
God, nothing I like better than the stories of your playing day. I love Maurice has a funny delivery about those things. Like, yeah, yeah. well, that's your one now. Now I got to hurt you now. Now I got to get you. Now. That's what it was, man. I tell you what. <laughs> Hi and hello. And uh, again, welcome to the DDFP again, presented by McDonald's all day breakfast. Go get you some of that. Joe Buck coming up. Um, let's uh, jump right into it here. The guy who I already said, watch him on NFL now doing fashion. Popo, Celebration Station. Ooh, Haikus. Haikus. Very That's funny stuff. Yeah. It is. Well, it's great. And also uh, on Total Access, I saw you on Monday. You were great. Thank Every you. Monday night after Thank the game, you're uh, dynamite. An emerging star in the world of uh, football broadcasting. Here Thank he is, number two for Ike Taylor. Remix. Oh. What the wee wee? Born in Like they remixed you. Whoa. They remixed you. I like that. I like that. Bootsy Collins on the yeah. bass there. What happened there? Man, I like that right there, man. That's a, that was that's nice. That, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> also, he is the uh, one. Uh, he is in the play-by-play booth on the radio for the L.A. Rams. Of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Oakland Raiders are also near and dear to his heart. It's Maurice Jones Drew. <laughs> That's where he's born and grown Drafted by the Jaguar Addicted to the end song Now he's on with Damashek Yeah, that's his new home So call him Maurice We all call him MJD 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 the Jaguar had a chain on. I didn't even yep. know he put the chain on yep. him and everything. He was rocking. Him. The one-man house band, Dick Banks, oh outdoing himself with man. the high note Rest there. Him. He did his thing. He's the end zone. Sexy. That's, I was wondering how he was going to say sexy. <laughs> I was wondering. Very nice. A uh, football baby went 3-1 uh, and one this past week. The only loss was uh, the Ravens, but he did predict the Lions would go in and uh, knock off New Orleans. He also went to Mexico City. He went to Lambeau. Keep it coming. He is Flat Stanley for the 21st century. All you have to do is go to at Damashek, pinned at the top of my account there, is a uh, PDF of Football Baby. You can print them out or just hold up your cell phone. Keep them coming. And uh, now let's get right to it. The thrill of victory Agony of Defeat. The thrill of victory. And the agony of defeat. We do it after every uh, weekend of uh, pro football. Oh, what I started to say earlier was uh, make sure through the regular season, make sure you're checking out me and uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, Adam Rank, and Aaron Coscarelli, Fantasy and Friends. We sort of we continue to focus on the fantasy, of course, but we have also transitioned into a more expansive conversation about football, the uh, real football as the playoffs draw near, so we're breaking it down in uh, in the X's and O's as Maurice does, and we're talking about whole teams there. So to check that out. Speaking of talking about whole teams best wins there are several candidates here I'm going to go with the team I just mentioned there that football baby picked the Detroit Lions because a lot of they were in first place but I think a lot of people were looking at them and waiting all right they're going to lose at New Orleans and they'll come back down to earth instead they go in there and they whip them pretty convincingly is that the best win of the week Ike yeah I agree and I was looking down I was saying the same thing just going into New Orleans man you know it's already hard to play in Mm -hmm. the dome 
you know, you know, Mr. Sean Payton, Coach Sean Payton, and Drew Brees, it's a tough cookie to to come out with the win in New Orleans, but they did. The the Lions found the way. And we keep we keep looking for a bad Matthew Stafford, and he's not looking bad at all. He's Voice grown. clutch, if nothing else. Yeah, he, he's growing every week. They're finding ways to win. Yeah, it might be ugly, but they're still finding ways. Everybody's getting the ball now, from Marv to Tate, um, even from their running back coming out. And Eric Ebron's coming on. Everybody's getting the ball. He's scanning the field. You just don't need to have this thing about we need a number one wide receiver. Teams that go deep in the playoffs just consistently don't. I mean, some teams do, but I mean, it's not a requirement if you want to make a playoff run that you have I'm some a, high end wide receiver. I feel like I'm throwing the ball to whoever's open. Whoever's open. That's, I, and I don't know which name is, but if you're open, I'm giving you the ball. Just be ready. For me, I think it's, you know, it wasn't as big of a surprise because they're a dome team playing in a dome. Right now, it's it's tougher for a team that's not playing the dome to deal with that 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 type of lighting and things like that. But Stafford, they they find a way to win. I mean, that that's just one of the things they've done over the you know the defense comes up with a big play. Now, what I was surprised about was that defense slowing down yeah. that Saints offense. That was surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Not not offensively because everyone scores on the on the Saints defense, but to slow down that offense was crazy. But for me, it's going to sound like a homer, but the Raiders scoring twenty nine unanswered to to beat the Bills. I mean, it looked like the Bills uh, had that nine at halftime. Had it in. I mean, I thought the game was over. The way they were running the ball and Shady McCoy and Gillisley and Tyrod Taylor all running the ball all over the place, and then you just score twenty nine unanswered. What is what does that do mentally? Because it seems to me that from the outside looking in, if especially a relatively young team like the Raiders are, is it uh, you know you you have a philosophy. But there aren't that many teams that play in the 21st century with a certain like. We're, this is who we are. You know that's that that goes back to my days growing up in Pittsburgh. That it was always about like Steeler football is this. You know it's a tough defense and run the ball and all that. It seems like the successful teams are fluid, which I'm which is to say that one week you we got to shoot it out to win. We'll do that. The next week we're we're gonna just grind you on the ground. You know different styles. And the Raiders, in if you think about the way they've won games, the last three games they've played. They run the ball all over Denver. The great defense. They just ground them all day. Then they get up huge on the Panthers. Then the Panthers rally on them. Doesn't matter. We're, we pull it out. Then they're way down to the Bills. They come back and pull out. I, does that is that the best? They uh, remind me of the mentally. Patriots. They must be. That's how the Patriots right. are. However you want it, they can right, give it to you. Right. Now the only one thing though, and I and, and I, I, I mean I got, I'd like you to answer this is defensively. I mean they're giving up early in games. They're giving it all up. I got you. So this 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 how you look at the Raiders. It all started that first game when you came from the West Coast to down south in New Orleans. And instead of going for one to tie it up, you go for two. Right. That set the tempo to the whole season. Like I so kind of what, agree. what 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 we what we did in training camp, well we went for two. And I get in the game and I'm a coach Jack now. I'm like, coach, what about that two point play we did in training camp? You wanna go for it? Nah, I really don't have too much confidence in this offense right now. Let's go for the field goal and hopefully we can win it in overtime. No, he went for two. Now, on the flip side, just off the football field, Klay Thompson had a hell of a night last night in basketball, 60 points. Guess who was on Guess who was on the front line with this quarterback? So Derek Carr brought his whole offensive line to that game. That's a memory for them guys forever. Hmm. And Klay went off and hit 60. So now it's like – you know what? That's for show sure extra blocking for this dude because man, we were here and we witnessed this in uh Oakland. Yeah. In Oakland, Clay Thomas went off 
And Derek Carr can be the kind of guy who can have the scene all to himself. If you just watched the game last night and they took pictures, so it was Derek Carr, the offensive line, and Klay Thompson. That says a lot. That's chemistry. On the defensive side, situational football. Them boys always making plays when they need to. Strip, sack, fumble. Fumble for a touchdown. Interception. It looks ugly through the games, but when they need a play, they always figure it out and find a play on the defense for the Raiders. Um, it, it does that ma- that really does matter because I got in an argument with somebody. I always say Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen. Oh, it was Cynthia Freeland on the podcast, and she said um, the difference between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers is Brady is beloved in the locker room by all Be his teammates. Loved. That matters. To- oh, that matters. oh, I, re- I remember I, w- I won the rushing title in 2011. I didn't know much about like Fred taught me like you have to take care of your guys when they block for you because they don't get enough love. So I used to tell guys like, look, you know, we if we do something big, I'm gonna go get you. We gonna go. We, I'm gonna go spend some money on you, right? right? I want you guys to keep telling this story, but in anticipation of things, I gotta go make water. Right. Oh, okay, cool. I got you. You do guys keep talking. You guys talk thrill of uh, so, victory, agony, and defeat. I'll be so. Ready. I uh, I ended up uh, getting them dudes all them Gucci watches. The one you have, remember? Oh, but all diamond out. Yeah. The next year, I, I held out. The next year. Right, they was like, "Hey, do your thing, bro," because we know, <laughs> we know. At the end of the day, if we do our job, we're gonna get something just nice like that. And I think that's what it comes down to, man. Same way with the defensive line, you know, taking your defensive lineman out, just sitting back down the corner, your, your Casey Hamptons, even if it's just going out for dinner, right? Like I got this one, and every time we go, out, I got this one. Like, bro, what you doing paying for the meal? Because without y'all boys getting that pressure up there, I'm not who I am. Right. So I got you. So just showing love to the big uglies. As we would like to call it, man. You it have means to do a lot it. to him. Who got the worst loss, Ike? The worst loss? The worst loss. Oh, the Falcons. By far. There there was nothing. The Falcons, they had they were in the driver's seat. Yeah. And and you said it earlier in the show. Matt Ryan went back to Matty Ice. He went back to the dude we knew. We went to school with this <laughs> cat, man. I, I, like you play so well, and then all of a sudden, two pick sixes. And one goes for two, though. Yeah, you, 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 you wind up throwing the wrong one at the wrong time. Shout out to Eric Berry because yes. he had a heck of a game. But when you throw a pick two on this one, the one that Eric <laughs> To Berry end the game. Scored, to end the game, it hurts. It hurts. Why not run the ball? You can still run the ball. You got Eric Berry sitting. He got a hot hand right man. now. But this Kansas City Chiefs, man, they're just finding, like y'all was saying last week, they're finding a way to win, and they're clicking on all cylinders, special teams, offense, and defense. It's just for Matty Ice. They're a better team than last year, right. but they're still making the same mistakes as last year. And their schedule's a little bit easier, but Matt Ryan, to me, I just feel like you were running the ball well. Julio Jones was getting double teamed. Continue to do that. What they tried to do is they tried to force – Make Matty Ice something he's not. He's not elite. That's not what he is. He is a very serviceable game manager. And let it be that. Stop trying to force him to be something he's not because that's what he does to you. When he, when he, holds the, when he throws the ball, like I, I really believe that every quarterback has a, a throwing count, a pitch count. Right. Right? Too much exposure, then people start hitting home runs and pitch counts, right? Same thing for quarterbacks. Too much exposure, you start throwing picks, they start knowing where you want to go. He's still a 20 to 22 throw guy a game. That's it. When you get a 25 and 30. That's the issue. He gonna throw you. Now, every, every, you blue, every blue moon, he might have a game, but they say the clock strike strike uh, <laughs> right once or twice. A broken clock. Yeah, I uh, I'm back. I said by that the way. all wrong. I made my water. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I could, and I wasn't just. It. You know, I don't want to ruin Studio 66 by just letting go here. This ain't Sometimes the football. You gotta do what you gotta do. Joe Buck, who's gonna join? I don't know why. I appreciate it, but I don't know why we're 
celebrating <laughs> Why not? number one. Um, yeah, you know, the Falcons. You know, I, I want to point this out, too. I like that the football gods, this was sort of like a market correction or like balance in the football universe. Remember, the Falcons, so that's a bad one. They lose on the two-point conversion. But, of course, they shouldn't be too upset because the Saints, their division foe, also lost that way to Denver. So it was, And that was an AFC West team visiting an, an NFC South team. So the market corrected itself there. The it has two-point to. conversion. Yeah, yeah it, all, it all evens out. I'll go with the Dolphins. That was a – I mean, it's one thing to lose to Baltimore, but they got whipped. But it is, it's a loss at the end of the day. What ha- and the 49ers scoring six points against the, <laughs> against the Chicago Bears. Hey, we, 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 we keep talking about this guy, and they keep firing him. John Fox started – that defense over there for the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. John Fox started a nice defense for the Carolina Panthers. He started to have his input on this cover two defensive line for oh, Chicago. My God. Like people keep sleeping on Coach John Fox. He's very well. Yeah, if they get healthy. Yeah, right. yeah. He's very well rounded when it comes down to this defense. He he just keep getting the short end of the stick. Well, he doesn't have reason. his guard. You know, think about it. if they could. Uh, teams uh, like we always talk about are the injuries, but I mean, really, the decimation of this uh, Bears team is yeah. uh, is rare. How many guys have been lost injuries. there? Wonder if they'll get Romo or somebody like that next Leave year. Leave Romo home. Yeah, yeah, let, let him go. Golf. Romo him. won't play golf in all season. Just all right, Jimmy Garoppolo. Golf. How about that? That's a good pick. All right. I think that'd like be a, they'd make a winning team there? No, but I think that's a good pick, though. Um, what happens – I want to talk about uh, the Jets' crummy secondary, and Ike's going to XO that for us in a second here. What uh, Real quick, why do teams uh, – it, it seems like in week 13, the Panthers, the Jets, and even the Dolphins, it just seems like they went out there. They, they, they quit before – the end of the first quarter. What is there something about this time of the year where you suddenly get some mental fatigue or something that you I, just lay down I in a game that the you Panthers think is lost? Really quit. I just think that they just got outplayed. Like mm. that was just an outplaying. Those guys were still chasing and running after the ball. But I caught the the back half of that forty one to three game. That that was just you know you're a professional, and, and that's one thing that kills me. Like I'm getting paid to do a job, regardless of what the what what the score is or not. I'm getting paid to do a service, and every time if we were down by a hundred or we were up by a hundred, I played the same. I mean, I'm seeing guys lay down, just get blocked. Like what you fail to realize, people are watching this tape, and you will be a free agent one day. And when you become a free agent, that's the one tape they're going to go back to. How did you play when things were down? We we call it laying down. You know, and you don't want to lay down during the season, let alone put that on your resume. So if you just watch Coach Ty Bowles' post uh, podium oh. interview, he was hot. He was hot. And the reason why he was hot and he kept saying was, man, I want to find guys who want to play. And it's sad when your head coach have to say that. And, the only, and I think the reason why he was really mad because we talk about the Jets. They have top five rushing defense. And when you have a top five rushing defense, it, it says a lot about the personality of that team. You can pass on this all day. We get it. It's a finesse league. It's made for the quarterback. Cool. But you're not going to run the ball on us. You're not going to control the clock. You're not going to go mano for, mano for mano with us. That's what they did to the Jets last night, and they're not known for that. The Colts ain't known for running the ball. I know, yeah. When you, when you think about the Colts, you just think about Andrew Luck, him getting sacked, him throwing the ball all over the place, T.Y. doing this thing. But when you have a Frank Gore who did have 79 yards rushing – but as a team total, they had 139 yards rushing. It hurts. That's so you can just see Coach Dial Balls on the sideline going clean off 
go and clean off. That's what you don't want. And a lot of guys, when they get paid, they football isn't important to them after they get paid. So they're worrying about the offseason. They're worrying about the Miamis, the Calis, the Brazils, the the Canadas, the, uh, the visas, the, the, the visas. They worrying about their passport. Canada, that was a good, interesting group of hey, cities. You listed. they worrying about their passport Toronto. getting tatted. Not Montreal. I hear Montreal's the Toronto. destination, and, and it and it shouldn't be like that. So I I feel I feel for Coach Ty Boss, and when you don't have a quarterback. No, oh, and that was the one. That was the thing that killed me. I'm watching part of this game. And he's just throwing the ball in the covers, not even tripping. Like, for me, that's the one thing that I, I can't play. Look, you can be bad. You can be a bad player. I get it. But as long as you try hard and you show some effort and you show that you care. But as soon as you throw the ball in the covers and you just drop, take it to the sideline, you chill, I might have to put my hands on you. Because I'm serious. Because we, we, we put in 70 hours a week, if not more, to prepare for this this these four hours and and you're gonna go out here and, and and lay down like this? Let me know it means something to you, or or, or tell me beforehand so I can be like, Coach, I, he's not ready. See that we connect on fans. That that's the that's the, the worst thing you can do. Fans don't want anything to do with that. It's no wonder the, the stadium's half empty, and no wonder if that's the way the team's gonna play. Why would I bother with uh, right. my Monday night? All right, let's get to it, Ike. Your escape go to the week is the aforementioned one, number two, Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matty Ice, man. It's just it, and it. I'm not going to put it all on Matty Ice. I think we're just trying to make Matty Ice something that he's not, and that's an elite quarterback. He's a good, sound quarterback. Um, MJD said the best, man. Some some quarterbacks just have a pitch count, and when you have a pitch count, just leave it like that. Now, he's going to earlier he, when he was throwing 400 yards in, in, in the beginning of the season, and them guys on the road, it looked good. But, again, teams just catch up with you. And what helped you from you being an okay team last year to a pretty good team this year is your running game. So you get a, a healthy Coleman back this year, he's balling. You get Devontae Freeman, you know, he's balling. But you don't want to lean on him too. You want to lean on Matty Ice. And just looking at it from afar and now being in the media, it's like these OCs have their own agenda. Yeah, you don't have you, – you, by the way, yeah, you don't even have a dominant defense, so you want to spin the clock. Look at what the Dallas Cowboys are doing. There it is, your escape go to the week. Matt Ryan wears mm-hmm. it for Ike Taylor. Um, all right, coming into the studio in just a second, here he comes now, a guy who – very nice fella, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, Ike and Maurice. I wanted to get you guys together with him because he, like you guys, is uh, is a funny fella. And also, I got to tell you this before he walks in here. He wants – in Philadelphia, you know, I'm a, I continue to be a nobody, but five years ago I'm a nobody as well, walking through the bowels of the Eagle Stadium, and Joe Buck walks by us. And uh, I say to whoever I'm with, I'm like, hey, that's Joe Buck right there. And then I hear somebody call my name out. Hey, Dave Damashek. And I turn around, it's Joe Buck. And he said, hey, I just wanted to say hello to you. I've seen, uh, seen your work and so on and so forth. And uh, you know that's that's rare kindness it from is. a guy who doesn't have you know he doesn't have to do that he's much uh, you know he's uh, a million times bigger than me he doesn't have to stop oh, me to, to say hello and uh, be nice and everything sure else he like that paid. I'm telling you I bet you is let's ask him how much money he makes that'll uh, be our first I, I would like to know I wouldn't be nosy <laughs> here he comes everybody Joe Buck Roethlisberger end zone passes caught touchdown Antonio Brown. <laughs> 
There you hear the voice of one Joe Buck, the voice of so many iconic In moments. the Berg. In the Berg. Dude, you seen Antonio Brown? <laughs> Them Giants can't cover that, dude. Nobody can cover that, dude. It's Joe Buck, author, among uh, many other things that he's doing out there, calling NFL football. You heard yeah. him on the World Series. Lucky bastard, my life, my dad, <laughs> and the things I'm not allowed See, to See, that's say. why it's called Lucky Bastard. <laughs> that's, no the, that's the reaction it gets. I like it. Look, there's a picture if you're watching us right now, NFL.com slash podcast is how you do that. Reminder, a picture of Joe Buck with a finger raised there. How are you, Joe Buck? I'm good. Thanks for uh, having me on, guys. A pleasure for you to come in here. And, uh, and of course, we'll start out with uh, where I started out at NFL Media five or six years ago. Michelle Beisner, are you, so you're keeping your, your surname. My wife? You're going to keep Buck. You're gonna- I am. I was thinking about going Joe Beisner, Joe Buck Beisner. Right. But she went with Michelle Beisner Buck. Very 21st century of you. LBB. Yeah. You know, she, I'm down with MBB. <laughs> we have a lot of ground to cover here and not a ton of time to do it. Maurice Jones-Drew, as you know, Joe Buck, now the radio voice or uh, the analyst uh, for the Los Angeles Rams, will pick your brain for some maybe some critiques, some advice. I need some tips, man. Yeah. I already, I already like your your style. I like your gig. You can have some fun. You have some fun. Liven it up. I mean, if they can't score a touch, lie. How about that? Just say that they scored a touchdown, and <laughs> I, then you know, go to break. I, I can't. I can't even laugh at this. I'm contractually <laughs> obligated not to smile. Oh, I know. Any Rams. All of a sudden, all, you'll like... be uh, in a canoe with uh, with Eric Dickerson rowing down a river somewhere. I refuse to do it. <laughs> I got too many kids. Before we jump in on the football and everything else, the World Series, how how did that strike you? I know you're not allowed, but it feels like a 20th century sort of uh, thing that you couldn't have a rooting interest as a as a sports guy, you right. know, as, a, as somebody who talks about sports. In the 21st century, it seems like there's a little more wiggle room to, to wear it on your sleeve. Clearly, I don't hide the fact that I like uh, teams that wear black and gold. But you're, you know, associated with St. Louis Cardinals. What was it yeah. like being there for the Cubs? Highlight of my career. Was it? Um, and I'm not ashamed or I, I don't think I'm wrong saying that. When you think about they hadn't been in the World Series since the end of World War II. And they hadn't won it since before the Titanic went down. Uh, it was historic. And generations had come and gone and not seen any of that. And to be the first guy on TV to to witness that and call them as world champions was a thrill. I mean, here's the difference. You know, you're there for the Rams. And I'm only teasing you about good for you and good for the Rams to hire you. But you're there as the voice of the Ram fan. I'm there as the national voice for Fox. So when I'm doing that highlight of the Antonio Brown touchdown I'm kind of trying to play it down the middle if I'm the Steelers guy I'm pulling a groin calling that touchdown because it's an important moment in the game but as the national guy you have to kind of keep it down the middle therefore no side thinks that you're rooting with them which makes it mercenary yeah I'm a man with no country yeah but uh I I really enjoyed this World Series it was fun and being a part of that, you know, is I'm smart enough to know that was history. Well, on both sides with the with the tribe and no uh, doubt, you know, the it, it was great for uh, both fan bases there. Do you? I'm sure you've answered this a million times. Answer it for um, for the million and first. Did you conjure your line for the Cubs getting it, or or was it no. uh, spur of the moment? I think you have to do spur of the moment. I th- I think you know anytime you're. You're you wake up and you dream of some magical line that you're gonna say about the history of the Cubs and the lovable losers no more and all that stuff. 
most of the time you don't have the time to do that, and you can't imagine how the game is going to end. It ended in the 10th inning, rain falling down, slick field, Chris Bryant sliding as he throws it to first. You just have to call it, say what the heck happened, and get out of there. I love that you have uh, – that, that, uh, I don't know if this is uh, something that you've studied or how you got to this place. Was it, is, is that a decision you made somewhere down the line that uh, – the way it strikes me, at least, is that you go the Pat Summerall less is more kind yeah. of thing. You, I, you make a statement. The Chicago Cubs – I don't have your voice, of course. If you haven't, I have, a, better. I have a horrible voice. But, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you just – you make a, 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 a nice, clean, lean statement and, uh, and let the uh, – the visual there's nothing i'm gonna say that's better than guys like you celebrating on the field and the natural moment of that and then you have our camera guys and girls going in with the mic on the camera and i'd rather hear people's natural reaction down there and if i'm yelling over the top of that because i feel like i want to make it my moment then shame on me. I think that sucks. You have well, to you have to be bigger than that. I have uh, I have complimented you in the past. One of the uh, one of the great moments in sports broadcasting history, and that sounds hyperbolic, but at least in my lifetime, was you honoring your father with the uh, "We'll see you tomorrow night" in the World right. Series. Is one of my very favorite things. Well, I just uh, became a Jack Buck cover band. I just started doing <laughs> his greatest hits. So the next one is I don't believe what I just saw and go crazy. For I don't know if you should be prouder of that moment. Or of this one, it is uh, discussed in your uh, in your new book here. You were watching Brett Favre. Hey, Maurice, did you ever have to pee on the field? Oh, all the time. Did you? I just peed. You? What do you mean you just peed? <laughs> just let it go. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant just now. No, 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 no. no I, if I, you do have to, feel free. Anybody here? Same rule. No, no, no. What no. do you mean you just did? You, what, like I would either if I was on the sideline, I would they would put towels around you, you pee in a little water bottle. But if you're on the field, you just go. Somebody's gonna get wet. <laughs> what? That's yeah. Now, if I have to go, no, that's, that's that seems you, like a weapon. If I have no, to go what you two, do is you, you you pee on yourself and have a water, water bottle, bottle and you spray it as you're peeing. Hmm. Wow! I've, or, now that's news. But if I've you have never to go heard number that. Two, you have to you have to get off the field and go. You can't go number two in your pants. That never happened. That's happened before. Marcellus Wiley. I'm snitching too. <laughs> Marcellus Wiley did it in the playoffs. I mean, again, God. I don't think. I mean, it's it's of course grotesque. It but is. On the it's other, it's kind of weird to talk about. It is weird, but if it's an important enough game, especially if you're a running back, Maurice, no one wants to tackle you when you're in that state. <laughs> Grace, <laughs> well, it's a weapon. I mean, this is it, competitive it is, advantage. It is, but it isn't. Like sometimes, and I and I can tell you, this, you overhydrate right before the game, especially in Jacksonville. It's ninety degrees, eighty percent humidity. You're you're gonna be sweating, but sometimes you gotta go and. You're right. Every game is important, so you have to just. Well, every play is important if you're Joe Buck and you're responsible for the play-by-play. You once uh, were calling a game featuring Brett Favre, right? Yeah. Do we have the thing? Are you serious? I've never there seen he is. this. Joe Buck water during a play. This is this is a pros pro. Everybody, take a listen to this call. Joe, Joe do you want to set the scene? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm like 25 or 26 calling this at Fox, and the the half would not end. And we had only 30-second breaks left. And I know the ex-players are like, oh, poor baby announcer. But it was a game in Milwaukee where the Packers used to play one home game every year. And the booth was nowhere near the bathroom. You had to, like, go over catwalks and through people. And so I couldn't get to the bathroom. And I kept going, I've got to go. And somebody handed me, like, one of those little water bottles. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I, I just slapped that away. 
and there was a girl in the booth. I said, you're going to have to leave. And I had a parka on, and it was a trash can like that with a bag in it. <laughs> and I, and I, so now the break happens, and stage fright hits, and I can't go. Oh, wow. And because I've got people around me, and right. now I start with like 10 seconds left coming back, and we came right back from break, and the first play yeah, from yeah. after the timeout, now I'm going, and then – Bango. Midstream, take it away, Brett Favre and Joe Buck. And the flats it sharp. Touchdown, Packers. And then I finished. Did the does voice inflection affect anything? Is there a connection between you know? I I kept it within the can. Let's uh, say that I didn't miss even a tight in the flat touchdown. I still I maintained my focus. Mrs. Joe, you got to let that thing fly, baby. You can't yeah. get stage flight. Yeah. I, you listen, let you that could never go, play Mrs. in the Joe. league if that's the case. Yeah, you got to let that thing when go. When you have to go to the P test, that guy is like this. Oh, yeah. There are so many things keeping me out of playing in the league. <laughs> Being able to pee on command is really low on the list. Wow. It's tough. A lot of a lot of people can't perform under pressure. I'm telling My you. esteem for you as a man is, is soaring now. I'm I, not, Hey. No, there's no indication. I mean, that's, that was a Joe Buck call, Can like I, any other. Real quick, so how how short are the halves? I mean, I went to the bathroom in London and came back, and the game was already started. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'll do that to Aikman because Aikman's standing there, and he's deadly afraid of, like, me going to the bathroom or jacking around back there talking to somebody and not <laughs> being there, and then they kick off. And he's like, I, I, I don't know what to say, so I'll just hide and wait, and I wait. I can hear him counting five, four, three, and he's looking around. And then I come in. I'm like, oh, here's uh, Mason Crosby to kick off. That's the worst feeling ever. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, I came back, and I, I, I'm, like, going down the stadium steps, and I look, and they're, they're already on the field snapping the first snap. I'm trying to get around people because in London you have to go through the people to get to oh, the bathroom. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is too much. I, I would imagine. It's and, crazy. And I would I would assume the food at I've never done a game in London. I would assume the halftime food's terrible. No, no, no. They they do they do American food. They, oh they do. Yeah, they cook it all the way through. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you didn't know they don't cook their food all the way through over there? Is that right? No, I wasn't no. aware of that. No, I'm not the one. No, they eat ice like either. No, and no don't ice. ask for no ice. You don't get no ice. You might that I face. do know. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's uh it's, no even ice. if it's hundred and three degrees outside, they still don't uh, Yeah, they say y'all Americans, y'all y'all ask for too much. Ice? <laughs> Like, well, I can't get no cold water? No. no temperature. This is room, room temperature. temperature. All right, let's get to this. I do want to talk about your father, though. I mean, I, 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 uh, something else I've said to you before is, you know, obviously one of the iconic voices in, uh, in baseball play-by-play, but people forget that, uh, or a lot of people may not be aware, he was a great football play-by-play guy. I used to, my, my days of driving from Pittsburgh back to Bloomington, Indiana, where we both matriculated in, uh, in early January, I would, he was the voice of those playoff games and I yeah. went uh, over the course And of, doing it with the other guy who used the word matriculated, Hank Stram. That's uh, right, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, matriculating the ball down the field, boys. Matriculate, yeah. and so he would, do the radio, Monday Night Football radio, and then playoff games on radio, Super Bowls on radio. And I thought he was a better football announcer than baseball announcer Boy. because I, I think it's harder in the NFL football to place mentally where the ball is. Baseball, it's kind of laid out in a way, ground ball to third, you can mentally think of where that is. But it's, you know, the near 40, and he's two yards short of a first down, and 
He was, I, I thought, fantastic. That smoky, deep yeah. voice. Well, that, was, his... that, that was his, by the way, that, if we're going to a clip, that was his advice to all kids who wanted to become broadcasters. They're like, Mr. Buck, well, what, do you, what is it going to take for me to be a broadcaster? Start smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear that voice right now. You may not know he called this one, but he did, in fact, ca- call the catch, Joe Montana, to Dwight Clark. Montana lines up at the five. And on third down and three, he rolls right looking to throw. Looking to throw, and he throws into the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown! Touchdown, San Francisco! By Dwight Clark, who went way high in the air. And with 51 seconds remaining, he may have taken the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Excellent stuff right there for the switch of one dynasty to the other. Just listening to you on TV and a lot of other broadcasters and analysts and just coming into it and making a transition from the football field to this now, everybody say the same, but it's been going on for years. Take your time while you're talking. Mm-hmm. People get Man, so caught up you're right. and want to say so many ru- words and rush everything out, and your pops just took his time and said what he had to say and painted the picture. Well, thank you. I, I agree. I got chills listening to that, um, which is a weird reaction. I, I don't think I would typically get that, but I did. And uh, first of all, he probably was taking his time because the radio booth is usually wedged in the corner. He's like, who the hell caught that thing? <laughs> and he's like, uh, Dwight Clark. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I, any advice I give is to people getting into this business is there's always going to be time on the back end of a play like that to – either get more information out, analyze it, whatever it is. But for that moment, like we said, say the call and just kind of get out of the way and let that moment resonate. Let's do this then. Let's critique Joe Buck, you know, one of the voices or perhaps even the voice of the 21st century sports Maybe you could critique our pal uh, Maurice here, and uh, you could give him uh, some I need tips it. here. Let's go. All right, let's uh, take a look, listen to, uh, to one of Maurice's recent calls. Benny Cunningham in for third down. Play clock at one. They get it off where they set. No flags. Throw to the end zone. Tavon, he brings it in far side of the end zone. Tavon Austin brings in Jared Goss. First professional touchdown throw. I tell you what, man, that was a heck of a throw under pressure. The clock coming down. You have Benny Cunningham going in trying to trying to get the call to the offensive lineman. They, he, Jared Goff does a great job of changing the protection to a full protection with the tight end blocking and the running back. They put Tavon on a corner route, the similar route that he scored in against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that zero defense. And what a throw. What a throw by Jared Goff over the shoulder. I mean, great catch where only the receiver can go and get it. Buck, I want to say something to you before you say anything. Ike is very <sighs> pleased with his friend Maurice's call on that one. I think it was well done, but I want you to say something. I want you to understand, Buck. We have one rule here. No jive. 66. No jive. Maurice is a grown man. He took plenty of pounding physically in the NFL. He can take the old. Right. Well, he can take he can take whatever emotional scars that uh, you cause right here. I'm ready. Now. Go ahead really? and say it. I I would have, if I were grading that I would say it was an it was an A. I I don't I don't know what more you would want out of uh, out of a radio analyst. I will say this. I, I think NFL analysis has gotten so technical sometimes that when you just throw out there, you know, just like you did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with that zero blitz. 
there's maybe half of a person in the world that knows what the hell you're talking about. Right. So we would do that a lot of times at Fox. You know, you'd have early in the early days it was Glanville up there doing different demonstrations, and and then Madden would get up and go, what the hell are you talking about? You know, you got a big guy with snot hanging out of his nose chasing down the quarterback, and he dropped it in. So I would say technically it's fantastic, and, and you you get right to the point, but it's almost too good. You know, you could dumb it down a little bit for people like me that go, oh, yeah, the Tampa Bay game and the zero blitz, I, oh, okay. But I that's just words to me. Right. I, w- I would just focus on how good that throw was. And like your play-by-play guy said, it looked like the penalty probably should have happened because whoever that was, Cunningham or somebody, wasn't set at the snap. But uh, I, I thought it's great. I mean, you're, you're, you're past needing any – Criticism. Yeah, you know what I you know, the the thing too is that uh, puts Maurice ahead of most of his peers at this point is at some point in the last I don't know five or twenty years or so it seems like local uh, football analysts have taken on the that the, they're supposed to literally hoot and holler when play yeah you hear yeah. this old four uh, old offensive lineman yeah run, run what what are you doing yeah. man that that's I don't think that's your role. No, I agree, and and you you hear it a lot of times in play by play guys. You know, if you had a knife, you just jab it in the guy's <laughs> eye because you're going at the ten, at the yeah, look at him. And you cut into the other guy. You know, there's like we said, there's there's always going to be time to to get that out. And even if you didn't jam that in before the extra point, you can come back to it and go. You know, I just want to talk about that touchdown. It's the first one for Jared Goff. Here's what he deciphered, and here's what made that touchdown so great. Quid pro quo, now Maurice, you get to critique uh, Joe Buck. Let's take a look at a Joe Buck call. (laughs) (laughs) Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Inside the 25 and a timeout taken. That was a weird game. Oh, man. Just like your dad. Thank you. Now, I get a lot of crap for that call. <clears throat> Why? Why? Are you serious? Oh. People go, you sound like you're you're so dead-assed on that call. And I'm like, hey, here's the headset. Go get them. There's 120 million people watching that game. It's the fourth quarter. It's the Super Bowl. First of all, you could barely I, – I thought Manning was going to be sacked. Right. And then he launches it. And all I see from my – and this is me making an excuse maybe, but it's true – I see a bunch of arms and a ball and a helmet, and I, I'm not sure that he caught, caught it. it. And I, if I'm going, oh, my God, what an unbelievable – is incomplete. Never mind. You, well, you also- have to be sure that what you're seeing is right. And, you, you know, as, as great as the seed is – Man, you start launching yourself out there, it's going to be embarrassing if you're wrong. That's funny, the, 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 pulling the curtain back, that you're trying to figure out what's happening in there because I, I, my assumption is that you, you, as a radio guy and a TV guy, you're lucid that what medium you're working in in that space. and Well, you can see what's happening. I don't have to yeah, articulate Yeah, it's different everything. than what he's right. doing. And your play-by-play guy would have been – you know, and and whoever Tyree makes the catch at the twenty-three, where he's and now Tom Coughlin's on the field calling. That's all stuff I don't have to say. Maurice, go ahead. What do you think? No, I thought it. Go yeah, ahead. Give it a great. Start out with a great. No jive, man. No jive. No, no jive. jive. It's a no jive. I, too. And I'm going to be honest with you, just because I've been in those stadiums where the the radio booth is on the far side, 
I don't know if you've ever in Arizona. I think that was in Arizona. That was right? in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Their booth is all the way when we were there. It was all the way on the one side. Well, of the I don't zone. have that excuse. You don't I've have got that? the best seat in the house. Really? Yeah. That was TV or radio? That was TV. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, hi. I'm Joe Buck. I do <laughs> I, I work at Fox. <laughs> well, no, you, you just did radio. I know you do TV, but I thought you did radio. No, that know. was TV. Oh, that's so awesome. So there's, there's times you can lay out then. and let it, let it. Well, yeah, it's different then because radio, you have to describe it through and through. When someone's watching, you don't have to describe the whole play. I mean, it is what it is. Oh, I, so so he's the JV, in other words. It's easy. No, to no, no, it's not. No, radio, it is easier. Radio, you have to paint that picture. You have to, yeah. You, it t- is easier. TV is way easier oh, than I doing radio. So. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, you've got everything laid out for you. You've got I've got 15 monitors in front of me. I, it's easier. Yeah, we saw that uh, this weekend with uh, Lynch. John Lynch. John Lynch was uh, next to us, and they were doing the Patriot, and he had all the TVs. All, yeah. all, great life. This is all you get. Yeah. This is all you life. get on the. On I the, know. It's it's and it's, you're tucked to the side, and you have a small booth. It is. It, it's like people do at baseball. It's like doing major league is it's easier a Super than doing Bowl, minor. Man, league. it's a Super Bowl. You can you can get an F and it's still an A. So yeah. I'll give you a B plus. Or you can get oh a B plus. Well then Solid. I'm changing your grade. Change <laughs> no dive, babe. We Change barely even no, got. I give you an A. I give we you barely that. even got into what all all the stuff I wanted to talk to you about. Fast action. Troy Aikman or John Smoltz, who would win in a fight? Aikman. Aikman wins that fight, yeah. really. Who's oh. better at golf? Smoltz. Who's more handsome? Uh, Aikman. Okay. Joe Buck's third favorite sport. We know Hockey. baseball and football. Is that right? Yeah. You're a blues guy. I'm a blues guy. It's really? one sport I can actually openly root for. Bernie Federko and Bernie so Federko and Gary Unger and all those guys. You yeah. and John Hamm. Those those roots run deep in St. Louis. Yeah, but I the difference that. is Hamm is like an L.A., oh, I'm wearing a blues hat. No, I, no. I, oh, shut up. I'm he a season ta- ticket holder. He gets seats handed to him the days he shows up in St. Louis. True enough, but he can have a legitimate and deep conversation <laughs> about uh, oh, 1980 no, St. Louis blues, Lee and so on. He's yeah. my guy. Yeah, excellent. Well, you're our guy, or at least we'd like to think so. Uh, the great Joe Buck everybody buy my book yeah oh yes buy the book buy his book i'm I'm gonna buy it and read it now you should i want to be like you all right lucky bastard my life my dad and things i'm not Not allowed allowed to to say say on tv TV. and uh, really you can't can't say say stuff on on tv say whatever you want on tv you're joe buck no you had your hbo show there's no time yeah i did have an hbo show you did i got Artie langed i watched it or you got bill simmons one oh, boy, boy, oh, boy, we could really go in on that for <laughs> yeah. another 20 minutes. What no, that I lasted like. more in the calendar year, longer than Bill Simmons. You're competing, but I only that's did, what I like. I only did three shows because they were four months apart. That, yeah, that was a strange uh, – It was weird. That's another – we can do a seminar on that. Is that, is that covered in the book? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you I'm definitely it. reading it. Yes. Oh, wait, you know what we didn't have? It's too bad. We, he, uh, Ike Taylor, doesn't wasn't just a pro football player. He also was great, is great at the game of life. I thought maybe some uh, relationship advice would be in order here. He does dear Ikey, but you'll really? have to come back another time. Maybe you could bring. I Michelle stalked another invite. I stalked my wife, and I was either going to get a restraining order. <laughs> That's how you do or it. Or engaged. Dedication. 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't baby. let her go. Persistent. <laughs> Dedication. I wore her down. Dedication. That's how you're supposed to do it. Slow burn. <laughs> it's a beautiful love story. It's I hope also fire. covered in the that, Oh, that's that's in there, too. Lucky bastard, my life, my dad, and the things I'm not allowed to say on TV. The great Joe Buck, everybody. That's it for us on the Dave Damashek football program. We'll be back with more hooey and applesauce for you in front of the Week 14 games. We'll tell you who's going to win all of those. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been, it's been a thin slice of heaven. heaven. 
Oh. You said everything. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.